can have a seat. <clears throat> Several months ago, Leanne and I went through a time where we had a lot of fraud on our banking accounts. I don't know if you've been through that. If you have, you know it's miserable. But, and it wasn't just a little bit of money. Like I would wake up in the morning and check our bank accounts and there would be several hundred dollars just gone, okay? And again, I don't know about you, but we don't have endless money. So several hundred dollars, if you add up every day over the span of a week, that counts, okay? And, you know, I called the bank, we went to the bank, and they're like, oh, yeah, it'll be okay. We'll get the money back to you in seven to ten days, and everything's going to be fine. But it, it kept happening, like, every day. And then other accounts, and I was like in a panic. And finally, I called a customer service representative again, and I was nice, okay, but I was irritated, all right? And finally, she said, I think I need to connect you with an escalation manager. Now, I didn't know what an escalation manager was, but it sounded like a good idea to me, so that was fine. And then, after a few more minutes, Haley came on the line, and she was like, We've got to deal with this problem, and we're going to take care of it today. Before we hang up, we're going to solve this. And she closed accounts, she opened accounts, issued new cards, made sure I was satisfied, said like 12 times, is there anything else I can do for you? We want to make sure you know you're a valued customer. Here's my number. You can stay in touch. If you have any more problems, don't call anybody else. Call me. And, you know, after I got off the phone, I was like, she went above and beyond. Okay? And we didn't have any more problems, just so you know. And it really does matter when someone, maybe it's someone that you're connected with, that you have a relationship with, or maybe it's somebody you're doing business with, and they go above and beyond. It makes you feel appreciated, like someone actually cares. That's important. But you know, when it comes to our relationship with God, sometimes I think we don't expect God to go beyond. We sometimes limit God. Now, we would say, if somebody asked, we would say, so this is all in our heads, intellectually, God is all-powerful. Like, that's part of the definition of God. God is all-knowing. God can be in every place at all times. Omnipresent, we sometimes say. That's the God that we worship. That's the God of Scripture. And yet, sometimes I think our practice doesn't connect with our understanding. There's a real disconnect there. Like our, our, the way we live our lives, the way we talk, all that is over here. And then this head knowledge of all-powerful God is over on the other side. So sometimes we don't live our lives expecting that God is all-powerful, all-knowing. Because we say things like this is hopeless. The situation is hopeless. We say things like, he or she will never change. I just don't believe it's in them. I, this is just not going to get any better. In fact, I don't know how better, what that even looks like anymore. And when we say things like that, what we're saying is, I don't believe God is either powerful enough or willing to deal with this really big problem that's in my life. We're limiting 
God. And when we do that, we're also limiting our relationship with God, right? Because if I don't believe God's actually going to deal with this huge problem in my life, then I'm probably not going to talk to him about it. I'm not going to trust him to deal with it. I'm not going to let him handle my fears and my frustration. And so we're holding back from God. So our faith is limited. Our relationship is limited. This whole relationship that we want with God never really happens. And what God wants for us never really happens, all because we've limited God. Now today, we begin a new series of lessons that I'm calling Beyond. And we've been preparing for this time for months. It's a big time in the life of our church. And what we're going to do for the next six weeks is spend time talking about how we limit God and how God just goes beyond all of our expectations. We're going to think about how we limit God in lots of different ways. Like, surely God can't get past the sin that I've committed. Surely God can't deal with the past of all the stuff, the baggage I'm carrying in the future. Surely God doesn't get past the limits I place on Him. All those things we're going to think about for six weeks and allow God to work us beyond the limits that we place on Him. But it's not just Sunday morning. Sunday night, we're going to come together too. Zach Crowley, our student minister, and I have been working on these lessons. He's going to teach a couple of them on Sunday morning. But each Sunday night for six weeks, 6.30, we're going to meet in the fellowship hall. And he and I are going to teach a little bit more together. We're going to gather in discussion groups. We're going to have time to talk this through, to pray about some of this. So let me encourage you to come each Sunday night at 6.30 for more as we go beyond our understanding of God. But, but we want this to be more than even just Sunday. And so we prepare daily devotions for every day during the Beyond Study. And you can access those in a number of ways. There are some printed copies out here in the foyer. But if you'd like it uh, delivered to your email inbox, just go to the website, the TCC website. uh, Click on Beyond and all that information is there. You just have to enter your email address. Or you can download all of them at one time. It's all up to you. but, But this will be a reminder that we're working through our understanding of God during this time. But in many ways, this is just kicking off something new in the life of our church for 2020. We're going to have a life group program where we meet regularly to talk about life, to connect with one another, and to connect with God. So those details will be coming out soon as well. But but it's all about the life of our church and all of us seeing who this God is. Now, as we walk through this over the next six weeks... We're going to be thinking through several passages that help us understand who God is and understand the power of God, the might of God to deal with what's going on in our lives. Now, again, I know some of you are new to church maybe today, new to our church, and you might be familiar with Scripture. You might not. That's okay. We'd love to introduce you to some of this, but, but this book is really more than a book. It's It's actually sort of a library, a collection of a lot of different kinds of literature. We have poetry there. We have stories there. We have proverbs there that sort of tell us what life is like. We have four books that tell us about Jesus. And then at the end of the New Testament, the last part of the book, we have several letters. And these are written by ancient church leaders to the church or to individuals to explain what it means to to be a Christian, to follow God and to live that life. And, And one of those books is called Ephesians. It's written by Paul. Paul was an early leader who just went throughout the Roman Empire sharing the message of Jesus primarily with Gentiles, non-Jews, who had never heard that message. And then he wrote letters to some of those churches he visited. That's what this letter is. 
It's a little more general than some of them, not as much personal information. And so we even wonder if it was written to be circulated among several churches that needed to have this instruction. Now, this letter is divided into two main parts. The first part is Paul telling these Christians, this is what you should believe. And then the second part of the letter is, this is how you should behave. And right in the middle, as Paul makes this transition to belief, to behavior, we find a short prayer. It's called a doxology because it's really giving glory to God. But in these two verses, Paul lays out sort of the nature of God in a way that I think, I think speaks to how we understand this God who goes beyond. Listen to what he says. This is Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to him. This is God to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now, hold that thought for just a second. He's talking about God and he says this is a God who is able. Now, the Greek word standing behind that word able shows up three times in some kind of root form in this verse. It's in the word power that's able, that's down below. It, it just, Paul uses it in various forms in just these couple of verses. And it's the word that we get our English word dynamite from. That's the kind of power we're talking about. God's dynamite power at work in our lives. This is a God who is engaged in your life. This is a God who knows you, who knows your struggles, who knows the things that you're battling this morning in your life, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your work, among your friends. God knows that. He's engaged in it, and he wants you to know that. That's the God we're talking about, who goes above and beyond whatever we could ask or imagine. Okay, That's the God we're talking about. A God who is not limited. Even though we sometimes limit His power in our minds, in truth, He is never limited. Some of the translations say that God does immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. I love that language. Immeasurably more. Immeasurably more than what? Whatever you can come up with. Whatever you can think of, God can go beyond that. Greater than that, we can't limit God. And then Paul ends the thought with verse 21. He says to him, again God, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So what's Paul saying here? What's the point? The point is that God deserves our praise because he is a powerful, all-knowing God who also loves us deeply and invites us into a relationship with him because of Jesus. That's the God that we're serving. Maybe we can think about it this way. Think of a need in your life. Okay? Put, put money aside for just a minute. Put stuff aside. Think of something that you need from God. A clear image in your head right now. Hey, whatever that is, can God provide for that need? The answer is yes. God can provide. Double it. God can still do that. 
triple it. God can still do that. Immeasurably more than whatever you can come up with. That's the God we're talking about today. That's the God we sometimes limit, but in truth can never be limited. The great New Testament scholar F.F. Bruce said it this way, it is impossible to ask God for too much. There's no way you can out-ask God's power, God's grace, God's love. I might say it this way, you'll never ask God for too much. Now, we might say, well, couldn't you be greedy with this? Well, yeah, this is not about saying, God, I want a million dollars, so God gives you two million dollars. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the real needs in our lives. As much as we might think that that I could sort of ask God for more than is possible, it's just not true. Because sometimes we'll say things like, my marriage is so broken, there is no way that it can be healed. Or I've been so bad at parenting, there's no way that God can help me recover from this. Or I've, I've, I've sinned so much, there's no way that God could actually forgive me of this. I've made so many mistakes, there's no way that God could use me in this life. It's just impossible. It's not. God can do immeasurably more. He can go beyond anything that you can think of. And so in our tendency to limit God and say what God can't do and what God can do, We're misunderstanding who He is. And we're misunderstanding what He wants for our lives and for the relationship that He's invited us into. We've missed all of that. You can't ask God for too much. Three ways I think we can put this into practice and understand it better in our lives. First is this. Don't assume you know what God won't do. Okay? Sometimes we do that. Well, God's not going to make this better. I just don't think it's going to get better. I don't think there's any way for this to get better. Don't assume that. You don't know what God is going to do. I don't know what God is going to do. Only God knows that. And when we begin to speak for God, we are way out of our depth. What we have to do is trust God. And allow God to be at work in a way that God knows best. The second thing is sort of the opposite side of the same coin. Recognize that you don't control God. Okay, I can't say what God won't do. But on the other hand, I, can't even, I also can't say, God, you've got to do this because I want it. Or I need it. That's not the way God works. We get ourselves in trouble when we think we can control an all-powerful God. You see, if I think I can control God, I'm definitely putting limits on God. Because I'm not allowed to do that. Now the problem with this is, there are times when we have a need in our lives and we ask God to deal with that need and He doesn't do what we want Him to do. And we don't get it. We don't understand it. We've all been through that. Maybe there's been times when some of us, if we've been doing this for a while, can look back on a time when we thought we knew what was the very best thing. We asked God to do it. He didn't do it. And 10 years later, we were so glad that He didn't because we had a different knowledge at that point. But there are other things that we don't understand. 
I don't know why God does some of the things that God does. And yet that's just what we have to do is trust that God knows more than I do. I am limited by space and time and my knowledge, my abilities. God is not limited in those ways. And because of that, I've got to trust him. Third thing, ask God boldly. Sometimes it feels presumptuous to tell God what we really want him to do. We're almost afraid to be bold before God. But what we find in Scripture is scriptural writers telling us over and over again to boldly go to God. Don't be afraid of going to God. Just take God whatever is going on in your life and ask him to deal with it. Do not be afraid of the big problems. Just ask him. God wants that of us. He's told us it over and over in Scripture. Ask boldly. Go with boldness. Yes, I'm a sinner, but I'm forgiven. No, I don't deserve God's attention, God's concern, God's love. He offers it anyway, and because of that, I can go boldly to God. And I can ask Him for what I need. And God is powerful enough to deal with it. You know, I look back on a time in my life when I was like in mid-teens. And I went through, all the way through childhood, I was terribly, painfully, awkwardly shy. Like, I, I just could not bring myself to talk, especially to an adult that I didn't know. I mean, it, it was painful for me. I hated it. And because of that, I knew I was creating awkward situations for people around me. I didn't know what to say because I was afraid I would say the wrong thing or just not know what to say at all. And it was tough. And, and I can remember thinking, what is wrong with me? Why can other people just talk and I can't bring myself to do it? Why am I this way? And is it ever going to get better? And I prayed and prayed, and it just never seemed to change. I was always that awkward, shy kid wondering what was wrong. But you know, eventually, and I believe this was the power of God at work because I could never deal with it on my own as hard as I tried. God began to open me up. And you know, that kid in his early to mid-teens that could talk to no one would not have recognized the young adult that I became just a few years later and was able to, to talk to most anybody and introduce myself, which is something I just couldn't even do. Well, why was that? Well, I had decided God couldn't deal with it. But God could. Because, because God is so much more powerful than sometimes we believe He is. And as we jump into this study... And think about this God who goes beyond our expectations. It's my hope that through these six weeks, you'll find something that you've been, some way you've been limiting God, something that you've decided God can't or won't do that you're going to keep asking for, that you're going to go boldly before God and ask him to deal with whatever problem it is, to, to provide for the need that's there in your life or the life of your family. And trust that this God is all-powerful, all-knowing, engaged in our lives, and that he loves you. And he can make a difference in this life and can make a difference in eternity. Let's pray together.
God, we know we've limited you. We know we've decided there's stuff you're not going to do or stuff that you can't do. And even though our heads sometimes tell us something different, our hearts are hard to convince. So God, help us to put those limitations aside and recognize that you're a God who gives immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. God, help us to trust you to be that kind of God. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.